morning, my friends. I hope you are well. Let me just check that we're in the group. We are. There we go. Captions are on. Not going to understand me, but the captions are on. Okay. Weekly ish. Weekly live QA. Well, it is weekly. It's just that we've started to add in the webinars in between people with people with other people you know what i mean i know what you mean yeah as long as you do that's all matters. um okay we're going to wait for it to build up we'll hopefully take quite a few of your questions um and then we'll answer them that's what happens Q &A. Would, you would you believe it what is new new is if you haven't watched the webinar with Ollie and Jens, watch it. It's yeah. a very, very good webinar. Very good webinar. Um, if you are, that's point one. Point two, if you are doing the business coach and you haven't attended the mentoring <laughs> sessions, I'm watching the subtitles as I speak, and it said Dolly and Jens. Having <laughs> <laughs> uh, attended the mentoring sessions, um, get yourself on there. Um, 12.30 on a Monday and a Friday. Um, really good sessions with the guys that are turning up, both Josh, Nicole, Chris. Who else is turning up? Amelia. Who else is turning up? Yeah, turn up to them. They'll help you out loads. Um, what else have we got going on? If you're a new Purging PT, just starting out and you've missed the start of the Foundation Award, there'll be another one starting a couple of weeks' time, um, first week of July. And they'll also be more advanced. So lots going on. Yeah, there is a lot going on. I actually put a question in the group the other day um, in regards to who would they want on here for a live slash my PT zone webinar in July. Um, it's like any names that you would want on. So it would be interesting to see if people want to put in the comments who you want on, the types of topics that you might want to speak about. Um, because we'll get them on, right? We will absolutely black people on here, won't we? We will. We have. Well, I will. <laughs> until until they speak about money, and then we're like, we'll get back. Yeah. Right. Let's talk. What topic shall we cover today? Hmm. Right. Let's Talk. Let's talk leads. In like the place. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's talk leads a little bit. Give a bit of clarity behind what is a lead, cold lead versus hot leads. Where would you start, Anthony? How would you classify? 
lead, go. Contact details. And I'd, I'd say a conversation that you've had on social media and contact details from the gym floor. That's how I would classify our lead. And what's the difference between a cold lead and a hot lead? Um, hot lead is probably someone who you've put through your process, i.e. they've, I don't know, that you've given them a mini programme, you've given them a food diary, they're reviewing that, they're in the system, they're in the marketing system. You've had conversations with them um, that's helped build an understanding of you and you build an understanding of them. So that is someone who then you can pursue a little bit more and I suppose divert into a pre-consult or a consult. A cold lead would be probably somebody, in my opinion, that is either a follower on social media, is um, someone maybe who attends classes that you go to every single week, is, uh, should I say, is someone who maybe you've had one conversation with. That I would say that's the difference. And how would you take a cold lead and warm them up? Um, I, nearly, I nearly said the worst dad joke you've ever imagined. I'm not even going to think. I'm not going to say what I was thinking. Um, why, yeah, yeah. So the way I would go about it is obviously natural, organic conversation. You want that and you want to, as best you can, if I'm doing this from the gym floor, I want to listen to the the types of things that they say, i.e. Um, you've had a conversation about what they're training today, why they're training that way, you've unpacked that, and then you give them an element of, you give them an element of support. So I think it's always ooh, got a bit of feedback then. Um, always an advantage to have a plan in place to steer people through. So it gives you clarity of how to take a cold lead to a warm lead. So that plan might be general conversation on the gym floor. Um, giving them a bit of a mini program or a food diary depending on what the issues are that they've talked through booking in a review of that um, program then maybe um, sitting down going through the review sending them a bit of a pre-consult and getting a bit more of an understanding so essentially you're taking them through a process and I think the way we best deliver that is that you put a plan in place that's three, four, five, six steps long and you talk to them online and offline so i don't want to go off on a tangent but this is where pts get lost with marketing in my opinion like you'll make you'll make an attempt to build a relationship with people on gym floor completely forgetting and, and keep completely keeping separate what you do on social media they should marry up with each other so if i know that this week for 10 hours i'm going out on the gym floor i'm going to try and speak to five people a day that i don't know but they're within my, in my demographic my aim behind that is to get them on my social media channels. So, because I know that I am providing more content there that's specific to the demographic I'm trying to talk to from the gym floor. So that's my initial aim and provide follow-up off the back of it. So then what I'm talking about on social media resonates with the people I'm talking to on the gym floor and also helps them, helps you position some type of follow-up um, with the, per the people that you're speaking to, i.e., like I've just gone through, whether it's that program, that food diary, or whatever it is, um, 
because then I can I can consistently talk about that. I can show up on my um, stories and talk about I've been what I've been doing in that day. I've helped a few people out today. We've had a conversation about what they struggle with from a food and nutrition perspective. I've had a couple of conversations with females who struggle to get protein into their diet, and I've asked them to go away and fill out a food diary for three days, bring it back to me, and I will help and support them in understanding nutrition a little bit more, how to get more protein in, who would like this, yes or no, on a poll. So you're working your offline marketing in complete tandem with your online marketing. So that's how I would take a cold lead to a warm lead or a hot lead. And can you add to that? Mm. No, it, I think like just, so we had like, we had like, I had my group yesterday on the first session of the foundation board and obviously we talk about barriers that they're going through at the moment or could perceive and one of them was like you get engagement from, from sending emails or trying to book people in for consultations and hopefully what Anne's just gone through there has explained the reason why and how you can fix that. If you've gone from one conversation on the gym floor, got an email off them, which is great, but then just tried to book them straight in for a consultation or a taster session and they're not responding, Anne's just giving you kind of the answer there. You need to create a little bit more of rapport and you need belief, don't you? You need belief. And, and through that process, Anne's just gone through you're building that trust factor, you're building that relationship so they start to trust you more. And also you're giving them relevant value add. So effectively they're starting to believe that by working with you, that you can obviously help them. And that is a direct correlation between the return on investment. If I'm gonna give 300 quid to Ant a month, I wanna return. And if, unless they believe that, they're not gonna invest. And so that's the advantage of that process. So. For anyone watching this back, thinking, right, I'm, I'm talking to people on the gym floor, I'm doing that thing right, and I'm getting emails, or I'm trying to book people in, but they're not turning up or they're not responding, there's your answer. Also, if you are getting emails off people or inquiries off people without knowing them prior, and they're turning out to either not showing up, bartering, and trying to get your price down when you present it at the end, there's your answer. So hopefully that kind of fixes or gives you some context behind a couple of things that came up yesterday and anyone going through that right now. And I think from it, I think to reassure a lot of PTs that watch this in regards to marketing leads and sales is that Obviously, everybody knows, or if you don't know, you need to get to know. Um, that was a song or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, in regards to that consistency plays the biggest role in the volume of leads. If, you, if you're, I don't want to talk about social media too much because there's so much opportunity on the gym floor, but let's be real, it facilitates, obviously, supports and facilitates leads to come into your business as well, right? If you had not posted on social media for a month and then you started to post for every day, you've shown up and um, gathered that understanding of who you are on your stories and you got your personality across and you did that on a two to three week basis, 
that gives you the authority and right then to start to fling call to actions on your work. Now, that works the same as the gym floor. If you've not been consistent with being out on the gym floor, looking to help and support people, and now you're going to implement this because you need new leads and sales. Yes, it can be daunting speaking to people that you don't know. And I'm probably telling people stuff that you already know here, but that consistency brings that level of confidence. And what I wanted you to get from what I've just said before in regards to them working alongside each other, it's really, really, really important. You know, there's just so many observers that someone can get to know you on the gym floor. Like I've gone up to Nick and said, I'm man in this area of the gym at this moment in time. Um, if you need any support with anything like spotting or whatever, putting weights back, asking any information about exercises um, or technique or anything like that, please just let me know. That's my job. I'm here to do that right now around this area. What's your name, by the way? Nick, nice to meet you, mate. So I opened up that line of communication with Nick. Nick's come over and asked me about his potential form on a bent over row. I don't know. And then I've talked through, through Nick about how I put exercise tutorials on my social media. Have you got your phone with you? Add it straight away. Then what I can do is throughout the time that Nick's away from the gym, Nick can get to know me more. And that's a massively important part that so many PTs on the look like initially when a client buys into personal training, it's absolutely they're buying into a solution to a problem. Absolutely they are, right? That's why they're getting you for that, to help solve a problem that they've had for a while, X, Y, Z. But the biggest thing is that, that that's going to differentiate you against anybody else. It's not going to be knowledge, experience, or anything like that. It's going to be you and your personality and you getting across so that you can meet them where they're at. They can they build a bit of an understanding with you. There's some similarities and stuff like that, or you've talked about similar things when you've been chatting, you've resonated and related with them. But to then be able to sit in the background of your social media, watch you on stories, get to know you a little bit more, see you in the gym, maybe bring up whatever it was that you talked about in your stories, whether it's the Euros, the football, whatever it is, what you've got in, that's such an over, like, underlooked thing. Like it's so important. And this is where your social media work and your gym floor work needs to go hand in hand. Like if I was to walk out this office now and go onto the gym floor, I would then, if I've got an audience of people who I've spoken to over the past few weeks on the social media, I would then talk about, guys, if you're coming into the gym, if you're coming into the gym in the next two hours, which I know a lot of you are because I've spoke to you over the past few days, I'm literally doing a nutrition point, all right? I'm not going to bug you or anything like that. I'm just going to be here to take any questions or any support that people want on nutrition. I'm going to go around the gym floor. I'm going to have a chat with a few people. So if you're in, please say hello um, and all that. I know it's a bit harder with the masks and stuff, but please say hello. Let's have a bit of a chat. If you need any help with anything, I'm on the gym floor. All right. That just works. So I never see that happen. I never see a PT turning around what they're going to do, what they're doing, where they're doing it. And when it comes to lead gen, you've got to ask yourself if you are struggling right now, and I know I'm going off on a massive tangent, but if you are struggling right now, if, are you doing everything or are you ticking? Are you doing everything with an aim and intent behind it? Or are you just ticking a box to make you feel better? Because I did that, and I'm sure Nick did that. We've shared stories in the past. I'm going to go on the gym floor today and speak to people I don't know. Circle the gym floor like a lost bloody sheep, like all of that for hours. We've all done that. But me then having a conversation with myself and go, right, I'm on the gym floor today. I'm going to speak to five people. I'm, I'm on the gym floor between 12 and 2. I'm going to aim to speak to five people I don't know. The method I'm going to use, so my aim is to go out there and say, I'm man in this area. I'm here for support. I'm just going to gather names. And I've got no more expectations off the back of that. 
But I know my objectives behind it are to either give them a mini program, give them a diary and book in a review of that. And my other objective is to get them on my social media, plainly because I want to talk to them whilst they're away from the gym. Because that's really important. I know I've stressed that point, but they need to see your personality. See they can resonate with you. They need to see that they, they they relate to you, and it's so important that that happens. I can't stress that enough. And this on my foundation yesterday, a lot of the guys were saying that their barriers and concerns are a lack of experience, a lack of knowledge, competition from more experienced PTs. This that method re removes that completely because the buying to you and your personality first. As long as you, as a coach, as a new brand new PT. Have an understanding of the principles of exercise and nutrition and how to apply that into a client's life and you're relentless in trying to understand the person before bringing them in you won't go far wrong with your products it's like i said yesterday on that course is and i think someone else used this analogy in the past that i think it was Stuart aiken you need to be on the second step and they need to be on the first step of knowledge experience and all of that as long as you know how to apply it so the most important part of your marketing is getting out there and letting people know who you are what you do and how you can help them but using it online and offline Wow, that was a long-winded ramp, tangent, whatever you call it. But hopefully it helps. There he is. Avery Hughes. Biggie Parks. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that name, Harry Hughes. I like that. Not so biggie parks at the moment. Um morning both. I hope you are well. What would you recommend as the most effective process to gain leads and clients from classes? Great question, sir. A couple of things you can do. Um, obviously, when they're coming in for classes, there's an objective to come in. So they come in, they're going to follow whatever class they're doing and effectively kind of leave. So it's that kind of stop-start mentality. So you need, to you need to create an opportunity to get them in a, a conversation outside of the environment of the class. But using the class to kind of <clears throat> provide that opportunity, as an example, <clears throat> can't speak. Let's say, and we went through this with um, Harley and Dave uh, last month when we kind of went through what, how would you make sure that you can give individual kind of feedback and coaching and encouragement and um, positive reinforcement to everybody in the class. Both Harley and Dave kind of start, start to talk about like breaking down and splitting the class into kind of quads. Um, so four sections and making sure that they go over and they make eye contact and it's like, whether it's a cue or um, a correction or um, a positive reinforcement. So you're individually talking to people rather than just getting in there, leaving the class and leaving. Um, it gives you an opportunity to talk to them whilst they're leaving about that cue, about that technique correction, whatever. So that's the first thing I would start to, start to practice the second thing i would say is um may like i'm going to throw some ideas at you maybe start to survey your class um based on their goals based on what they want their challenges at the moment what they're looking to achieve that way you can address that on an individual basis make sure you get their email send them an email thanking them for filling it in. Is there anything that they want to chat about? X, Y, and Z, join my social, blah, blah, blah. So that's another one. Third one is um, <clears throat> maybe do something like a class loyalty card where challenge them. So it's a bit of an accountability challenge in an indirect way. 
print off some some little cards where they get signed off every session they come to of yours. If they hit eight in a month, they could win a, a, a 30 minute consultation with you where you're going to double down on helping them understand what they need to do to get to where they want to be. So that could be another one. Um, but those are really simple, quick, easy ways where you can engage the class um, beyond that kind of session. And that's the most important thing. So those are the three things I would say. Anything else? They're now they're good examples, like, and especially if you're a fairly new PT. Um, the questionnaire and survey is like absolutely gold. It sounds so boring, doesn't it? But like doing a questionnaire and survey is so like golden for you to then sit there at the end of your week and go, right, I've got 20 of these. What are these people's frustrations, barriers, all of that? And how then can I, because I'm going to email them because I've got their email from the survey. I'm going to email them and thank them for filling it out. And I'm going to push them towards my social where I'm going to start to talk about all of the frustrations and barriers, what I've up on and then what you're starting to do then is you've got this ecosystem from a marketing perspective goes classes onto email from email onto social and we're talking their language throughout because it's come from their mouths on that survey and questionnaire so it's such a, again it's another underused tool that i don't see enough pts doing and this is also for experienced pts who, who because you've been in the industry you seem to assume a lot i know i did that as well you assume what people struggle with you assume, assume what people want and need and actually, it's not until you go to the, the people out there and do stuff like this till you start to see it in their terms and on their language. So then that word or that key phrase or that theme that you start then to use on your social media or um, the, the workshop title that you put on for the end of the month takes a whole different approach to a client's mind then in a sense of it lights up exactly how they think and feel and how what they say and what they do. So that's really important. So yeah, I think that's a really important tool. Um, I think as well, we, we've mentioned, we mentioned it a lot about aim and intent. Now, if I'm teaching, I don't know what the average is. Harry, maybe you can tell me what your average PT, what the average PT teaches. If the average PT teaches, I don't know, four classes a week, right? And the capacity are obviously different right now in their classes. That might be 15. So I've got an opportunity there to have a captive audience of 60 people in front of me a week that are potentially all within my demographic, i.e. fat loss, because majority of people come to classes for that reason in general. But you've got to think about, right, well, I know all of these are here because they want to lose fat. They struggle with motivation probably because that's why they come to classes. What can I do as a coach to bring something to the table every week that's going to help them in the pursuit of their goals? And it's a lead generation activity like, again, we go back to the food diary, the program for whilst they're away from the classes. And maybe it's that accountability stuff that Nick's just ticked off. Maybe it's putting all of the people who come to your class in a private group where you're going to support them with nutrition because a lot of people who go to classes will just turn up three, four, five times a week, normally don't have the best nutrition in the world. And I'm generalizing in a big way here, but if you can help them with that problem, it ticks both boxes, it builds value, it, it's another central place for you to, to have a touch point with them. So, yeah, I think there's lots that you could do. Yeah. Three to five, 22 capacity. Oh, even better, like even better. So there's so 
much that you can do, and especially as a new PT. But honestly, like the biggest issue here is most PTs don't go, right, what is my marketing plan for June, for July? What is it I'm going to do? What are my steps? How am I going to follow up from them? How do I communicate off the back of it? Um, what's my social media going to co content going to be to align with that over the next 7, 14, 21, 28 days? And plan it out and schedule it. Like most PTs don't have that. Most PTs just turn up and wing it and then expect to get leads and then launch toys out of the pram when they don't. Sorry, but I did that too. So I'm allowed to say it. Um, um, it's true. So we can't, it's very, very, I love the way our industry sometimes throws up memes like, what's that one? You can't complain about the results that you, you didn't get. get the work you didn't do. It's the same with PTs and lead generation. The work <clears throat> you don't do is the planning, the accountability, the tracking, and then the application of that. That's the work you don't do, right? And that's what's probably holding you back from getting leads, clients, and sales haven't got this plan that you've mapped out and you're a month ahead and all of that type of stuff. And there'll be many PTs that sit here and go, well, I've got a full roster of clients without doing that. And that's great. Fair play to you. Like, fair play to you. But I'd like to have, or I'd like to think that most PTs would like to have control over their marketing leads and sales that if the who hits the fan, like, I don't know, you lose 50% of your business tomorrow, you know how to react and switch on a system to bring them leads back in instead of going, oh, let's offer 50 taster sessions a week. Awkward. Um, any more questions, guys and girls? Any more questions? There seems to be more and more focus on the importance of marketing effectively across the industry over the past 12 months. How would be, thank God for Harry, how would it be best to approach marketing from ground zero as someone with little to no understanding? Do you want to start with that? Yeah, I'm just reading it. <clears throat> Look, I think it's the obvious answer. I don't know how he knows this, but... Um, the fact that Okay, let's look at, let's look at, break this down. Let's look at the UK population, which is what, 16 million, something like that, right? And then let's break down and segment that down to people who are active, both in sports and physical activity, which is about 13, might be a little bit more now, 13 million. So we've taken 16 million population, we've then got broken that down into 13 million. Then essentially what has happened, that feed has then gone into, you know, different kind of facilities. So you've got private facilities, you've got big box facilities. We're a big commercial gym who has then got a proportion of that 12, 13 million across our sites in different locations. So effectively, if you think of a marketing funnel, that's already funneled it down to the people standing right in front of you in, in the gym every single day. Whether they're wearing headphones, whether they're doing whatever, that's where they are. And so my point here is you've got a captive audience. So instead of going out and following other PTs and getting them to follow you back and friends and family, et cetera, which has its merit somewhere, instead of trying to sell people the same product and service that they're trying to sell to other people as well, focus on 
engaging people on the gym floor, which is your captive audience. And as Ant mentioned earlier, filtering them then onto your social media where you can talk to them when they're not in the gym in front, in front of you. It's a really, really key thing. Um, you can get a lot more understanding of someone and gain a lot more rapport quicker than someone standing in front of you. So there's your, there's your starting point. There's exactly your starting point. If you didn't have that gym environment like we didn't have a few months ago, we'd be saying something slightly different. But the fact is you've got that. And if you're ignoring that and not, not valuing that, and I can't believe PTs that haven't had the gym aren't valuing that now. Um, that's your starting point. That is your starting point. Simple. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's anything that I'd add to it. Like, I think we've touched on a lot regards to the, for the new PT today, regards to gaining more self-belief and confidence and creating a system to generate leads because that's what it's about at the end of the day. If there's not a system there, there's not a plan there, then you're winging it and just hoping for the best. And you can't run your business like that. You, you're constantly insecure about what's going to happen next. Um, and in regards to kind of tech, like, Regards to technology, I don't want to kind of make us sound old and bring this into it, but there was no Facebook or Instagram when we started as PTs. We based our, the building of a business. Like, I had 1,200 members with first, with 16 PTs. What was it like for you back then? Should we get that? 800 with 20, yeah. Um, but what I'm getting at is, is there's a captive audience in your face. So you don't necessarily, from a tech perspective, you don't necessarily have to have social media or be savvy with technology to build a great business. Clearly not off the back of what Nick's just said. You need to, on back of what we've said today, you can generate an absolute ton of leads. And actually, if you're proactive enough, um, it's more effective than social media to do it in the gym by a country. Um, so you don't have to. Does it help facilitate? Well, of course it does. Mm start like course it's another avenue isn't it the gym is a perfect avenue to bring in loads of leads on its own email is a fantastic avenue um bring in leads as well social media and um, local businesses like cross promotion based stuff like wellness events like these very these so many different avenues now it's unbelievable but normally pt's throw all of their eggs in one basket. And if they're not savvy or you know, tech savvy Instagram, they haven't got a lot of followers. It cripples their, it's a really bad word, but it, their self-belief, it really does, doesn't it? To be like, well, I haven't got a great social media following, so I'm going to struggle. Well, no, you're not. You just need to be proactive on the gym floor and grow your social media following and your email marketing list from the gym floor. Use that opportunity. I think just the perspective as well, of don't need that many people to be secure. Like, let's just break this down real quick to give perspective. If you generate 100 leads in a month, right, you break that down into weeks, it's 25 a week, break that down into days, that's five a day. You convert 10% of those at a rate of £300 per month. You're earning 36 grand a year. So, I mean, on paper, numbers-wise, don't make it bigger than it is, I think. Um, creating 100 leads in a month, five leads a day, is not difficult. 
in regards to the volume of people that are on the gym floor, i.e. the opportunity. I'm, saying, I'm not saying the process and confidence of doing that isn't difficult, but as we kind of, I'm sure you broke down for the guys yesterday, you're not, you, if you're going into that conversation expecting a sale off, straight off the bat, you can probably expect disappointment. But if you understand and you grab hold of the fact that there's two really key things that you need to create a sale because it's a personal service, you're all providing the service. It's not a product on the shelf people buy. It's a service, a personal service you're spending time with people with. Then to buy that, someone to buy that off someone, there needs to be trust and there needs to be belief and perception of value. And you do that through multiple interactions, through giving them what they need, through understanding them. And that can be achieved really quick. Mm. It's just giving it it's given it and i shared this on a different webinar the other night like it's given it the time and the respect it deserves um, in regards to i don't want to overcomplicate this process but these many you look at the departments within your business right you obviously have your products which is your program and your coaching and everything else under that you've got all of your admin which might be finance your accounts it might be your metrics it might be all of that type of stuff You've got your marketing, that's all of this moving parts that we've talked about today. And then sales obviously goes in, in accordance with that. And then you might have different departments, but that, that's a lot to spin. That's a lot of plates to spin. But fact is, if you need revenue to pay your bills, which you all do, and you want more than that to get to where you want to be with whatever your, your life, the, the biggest thing that you need to prioritize as a business that needs to grow is your marketing sales that doesn't mean to say that i'm discrediting your product and that you shouldn't be self-developing and doing the self-development absolutely your product needs to be bang on otherwise you're just going to leak people through your business but if you concentrate on prioritizing your marketing and your sales and all of the moving parts within that like understanding who you're talking to um being able to put a, a decent message across on social media off the back of that, doing market research, putting a plan in place that we've talked about today, tracking that and adapting it, and then cycling that round. Like, make your marketing easy for you. You can make it as easy as you want it, as simple as you want. It can be so simple. If you, let's say you've got three marketing campaigns, what starts with different things. One month, it starts with a survey. Another month, you're going to do... Um, just approaching people on the gym floor. Another month, you're going to do a competition. And then you've got other things that flow off the back of that. Repeat them free four times throughout a year. That's, that's essentially what most businesses do to generate leads and sales. It's just individual marketing campaigns, which gives you an aim, gives you an intent, intent behind it. Um, and then you can track it and you can act on it. And I can guarantee when you put a focus on it like that, most people look at these six and seven figure mentors or people in five and 10k or whatever it is a month look at them and going they've got this magic social media post that must bring in leads and sales they magic system i've seen these mentors some idiots say it all the time i've got this sales system that are the only one seeing all of that yeah they've got a plan that gives you consistency that's all it is that's the magic pill oh it's a good note to end on wasn't it 
guys, if there's any questions on this, if people watch it back and hopefully it's provoked a few thoughts and you've got any more questions off the back of it um, or comments or you want more clarity and context on certain points or you even want us to run, um, you want to run this little plan that you're putting together through us for, for July that you're doing, like, please feel free to email us or message us with your ideas. Um, if we don't get back to you straight away, we'll get back to you as soon as we possibly can. Um, but we clearly would love people to reach out with this because we know if, the, if it happens, it's moving in the right direction because it's clearly the biggest problem most PTs have within the industry, self-belief and confidence with marketing leads. Anything you'd like to add? Um, I would not. Oh, well, that's pleasant. It makes a pleasant change. Um, I just add that this time next week, um, we have a guest, which is actually a PT who operates their business. Ah, we do. Yeah, the main man, Cameron Cummins, um, operates his business out of a pure gym up in Edinburgh. He runs uh, an unbelievable small group training product from within the gym. Um, so if you're a PT who would like to delve into small group training, you want to consolidate your time and more money, want to understand the did he make any differences in his marketing? What did he do different there? What's the process, the onboarding process? What's the programming like? Because that's normally a barrier for a lot of people. Um, how does he use minimal kit to do that because of how busy the gyms are? Like We're going to get deep into small group training next week at 3 o'clock. It won't be at 11. 3 p.m. So that's exciting. And then if you have any requests of any people that you want to speak on a webinar, we try to do two a month at this moment in time as the events on in my PT zone. If you have any requests, then please feel free to comment below or let me know who, who you want on. Otherwise, it's down to me to find them. You might not always like them. Can't I can't I can't be any nicer than that, Nick, can I? On that note, ladies and gents, <laughs> on that note, we hope you have a belting Wednesday and a belting rest of the week. Um, and if you need us for anything, let us know. And don't miss, if you're a new PT or want some extra accountability, don't miss the business code session at 12.30 on Friday. In a bit. Bye.